and welcome to Ritopia Labs Worldwide Radio Plays Festival, a podcast of 40 plays written by young playwrights ages 8 to 18 from all across the country, directed, performed, and designed by professional artists, brought to you by the Mellon Foundation and the Rosenthal Family Foundation. This year's theme is Heroes and Monsters, Plays Against Fear. Now in our 11th season of the Worldwide Plays Festival, we challenged our playwrights to write toward the monsters, be they internal, external, systemic, real, or imaginary, and vanquish them. What you're about to hear are four hilarious, brilliant, provocative, evocative, and thoroughly theatrical plays written by young playwrights. If you like what you listen to, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes because we will be podcasting four plays each week for 10 weeks. And if you're a young person who wants to write a play, a story, a poem, a song, or anything at all, please check out writopialab.org. And if you're an older person who wants to help out our nonprofit, please go to writopialab.org slash donate. All right, time for the show. Coffee Spoon by me, Claire Nino, and me, Lydia Schultz. Avery? Uh, sorry? Josie from Psych. Oh. What, uh, what are you doing here? Cramming like me? Uh, no, I, I was, I was actually waiting for someone. Oh, shit, sorry, I'll, I'll I'll stop begging. No, I mean, I don't think she's coming. You don't, who? This girl in my econ class, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess I got stood up. What? Are you serious? <sighs> Bitch. Oh, no. Uh, I didn't mean... She's no, not... she's a bitch. Nobody deserves to be stood up. Yeah. yeah. I guess... She is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should probably just, yeah. Yeah, okay. you don't. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> I'll be your date. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, you know, be your date. If that's okay with you, please say something. I, uh... Fuck, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That was so weird. I... No, 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 no. I, yes. (laughs) What? Yeah. You can be my date. Oh, cool. I mean, um... Do you, do you want to sit down? Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what were you studying for? Uh, biology. It's actually homework. Oh, I, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Is it, is it due tomorrow? No, um... It was kind of due three days ago. 
(laughs) (laughs) Chill, Professor? Oh, not at all. But crying in front of her works. Ah. (laughs) I'm totally joking. No. Oh. She's still giving me the uh, 20-point penalty. (laughs) Sorry. Nah, I deserve it. Pretty shitty. Huh? Getting stood up. That's the worst. I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't... You know, it. it's never happened before. I don't really date. Oh, really? I, I mean... Yeah, I, I've never really known how to put myself out there, if you will. Yeah, I get that. It just feels... shitty. Like, I, I feel like I took a risk, and, 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 and that felt good, and then it didn't. It feels like it wasn't worth it. Yeah. I had this really serious girlfriend a few months ago. Her name was Lauren. (laughs) The first thing I noticed about her was that she looked exactly like Brie Larson. I remember seeing her in the dining hall and thinking, holy shit, is that Brie Larson? She always wore hair in a ponytail. I, I decided to ask her out one day, what could go wrong, right? I just walked up to her in the dining hall feeling nervous as hell and she said yes and I was super happy. She brought me to the aquarium on our first date. She always made me try new things like escargot or riding her motorcycle. We went to Disneyland together. I was like best friends with her mom. We shared a Netflix account for fuck's sake. I thought it was going to last. Well, forever. I guess I was stupid. It never would have lasted forever. She never would have cared about me as much as I did about her. And one day, I caught her making out with her roommate. At a fucking frat party she dragged me to. I don't even like See, frats. That, that <laughs> is why I hate taking risks. I mean, I'm always such a cynic, and I finally let myself trust that everything would work out, that it, it would be, that it would be perfect, and look where it got me. No, I, that's not what I meant. Um, hold on, g- give me a second. Taking risks doesn't always work out, I'll give you that, but they do sometimes. That's why you have to take them. Because, well, two reasons. First one, regret's a bitch. That's easy. You don't want to kick yourself later because you never know how something's going to turn out. Not until you give it a chance. I, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> What's the second reason? Oh, um... There. A spoon? Yeah. Put it in your pocket. What? Why? Just take it. No, I'm I'm not choplifting. I could I could get in trouble. See, but that's the risk you need to take. You say you take this spoon. That goes one of two ways: either you get busted, or you get a sick coffee spoon. Okay, <laughs> seems like the cons outweigh the pros. 
Maybe. <laughs> or you can take the chance and see. Look, I... Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hell <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's eat our feelings. Yeah. Thank you. Hmm? For, you know, the date. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. It was... It was fun. Yeah. It was. We should, uh, do it again sometime. <laughs> oh! Oh! Like, like a... It, yeah, like, a, like a, a... I mean, if a, you want, then, yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Great! That's... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> cool. <laughs> My dorms. That way. Oh, yeah. Mine's this way. <laughs> Good night, Avery. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I stole a spoon today. <laughs> cool. Coffee Spoon by Claire Anino and Lydia Schultz was directed by Molly Gallagher, sound produced by Sarah Penchiff, and featured the voices of Erin Margaret Pettigrew and Alex Gellner. Claire and Lydia's Ritopia Lab instructors were Madeline Taylor, Danielle Sheeler, Yael Schick, and many more over the years. Also Dan. I remember them when they were very little, but now they are older and much cooler than me. How to Be Beautiful by me, Isabel Orr. How to Be Beautiful. It's something I never thought about when I was a kid, and something I've never stopped thinking about since. It's something that I think almost everyone thinks about from time to time. How to Be Beautiful. I mean, what do we even define as being beautiful? In the Italian Renaissance, beauty was having full hips. In the Roaring Twenties, it was having a flat chest and downplayed waist. I could go on about what beauty used to be defined as, but I, I wish there was a how-to book that told us all exactly what beauty was and how to achieve it. I see all these silhouettes around me, on, on my screen and on the streets, and I can't quite get it right. But maybe 
buying that slim-fitting black dress I see in the mirror every time I walk to work would give me that boost of confidence that all the girls in those makeover movies seem to get out of nowhere. Maybe finding that perfect companion to encourage me, give me that attention and that care that I don't have when I live alone would give me the solution I've always sought. Do you guys still have that black dress in stock? I walk by every day and I I just thought while I have the time, I, I check in to see. That's it. Um, I, I've seen you walk by before. Every morning with the large Starbucks cup, right? I, it, yeah. I've, I've tried to get your attention before. <laughs> but every time you just kept walking. <laughs> I'm Ed. Violet. Call me Vi. Everyone does. The dress, right. I think we only have a small left, but... Oh, um, never mind. I probably won't. How about you come back in a week? If it fits perfectly and you fall in love with it, then I get to treat you to dinner. My choice and my treat. I like that, I think. I think I may have found it. It's in sight now. I can see it. I can see how to be beautiful. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> morning bye. Ed, did you uh, hear about that new cafe down the block, the cool hipster place? Supposed to have killer donuts. Bye, let's stay in. We had those Valentine's Day cookies last night and... Okay, okay. You grump. I just got all dressed so I could blend in with the donut eating crowd. <laughs> I even have a beanie packed in my purse. Let's just have a smoothie and a sunrise. Come on. Okay, pushy and grumpy today, sure. Just let me go get changed. <clears throat> Babe, we're gonna be late. Does this outfit make me look fat? Uh, maybe you should go with that flowy tunic dress instead. Plus, it's green, it'll go really well with that shamrock hat you know your mom's gonna force you to wear. No, you're, you're right. Hey. You can wear this one to Amy's party next month, and if it makes you feel better, we can go to the gym together for the next few weeks. I... Yeah, that that sounds great. Oh, and, and while we're at it, there's this juice cleanse I heard about. It sounds perfect. Thanks, Sid. I'll go get changed. Bye. You ready for our run? I'm really tired. I really just want to curl up with you, a book, and some chocolate. But you haven't worked out all day. And who knows how much Halloween candy you're going to eat tonight. You need this run. I know. It's, it's just... Look, you asked me to help you, and it's impossible when you have absolutely no self-discipline. And chocolate? Really? <laughs> I thought you promised me that you would be better than this. Vi, you asked me to... I, no, no. No, you're right. Thanks, Ed. You really do look out for me, don't you? I'll go change. Hey, just remember, 
I can't look out for you unless you put in the work too. For you, if not for me. Vi? Vi, where are you? Vi, please! Farley, are you okay? I, I had quesadillas last night and a cupcake. I, I'm sorry. What? You've been doing so well and starting to look so good. Why, why would you want to ruin all that? I was out with Amy and Liz and, and They're they... just jealous. They want to destroy everything you've done. You can't listen to them. <sighs> I've done everything. Everything I can think of to help you and you've been so much happier. Why the hell would you screw that up? <sighs> Maybe you're right. Maybe you are hopeless. No. No, I... I can do more. I... I won't have dinner. It, it's a useless meal. It, it it just fills you up. And for what? For sleep? It's useless. I I won't have dinner from now on. I made a mistake, but I can fix it. I can undo it. I promise I won't let you down. It's not just me you're letting down. You're letting yourself down, too. I mean, just look at your stomach and how it drapes over your pants because of how flabby it is. I know. Look at that double chin. Because you don't have enough self-control to not eat like a pig every time there's food in front of you. I know. You've let yourself down more than anything. You know you can look better than this. You have the potential to be so much... You could be beautiful. I know. I... I let you down, Edie. Damn right you have. Good luck making it without me. Don't leave me. I don't know what I'll do. I... You selfish wreck. I know what you'll do without me. You'll eat like you always have. How to be beautiful. Realize you are not beautiful. Not now, not ever, but you can try and you will. How to be beautiful, run as fast as you can, even though you'll never have the body they tell you to want. Make sure to hear and really listen when the world tells you over and over again that you will never be enough. You will never be beautiful. You must strive for the perfection you will never even touch with a pole as long as the amount of times you have weighed yourself. Ed, he was supposed to be my savior. But all he did, all he did was, E.D. made me hate. Edie made me hate myself. That wasn't you. That wasn't your fault. <sighs> How to be beautiful. <laughs> Understand it might not even be a five-year process until you reach a place 
where you can confidently say you wouldn't switch bodies with anyone, even if you could. Understand that no matter what form your journey takes, no matter how hard it hurts, you'll get there. You'll get there and be stronger and be bolder and be every bit the person you never dreamed you could be. How to be beautiful. Look in the mirror. Smile. Mean it. How to Be Beautiful was written by Isabel Orr. It was directed by Madeline Taylor, sound produced by Dara Swisher, featured the voices of Tristan Sample and Alex Gellner, and Isabel's Ritopia Lab instructor was Melanie Howard. Shifted Perspectives by me, Fauna Schoen. How much longer? Lucy, ma'am, there have got to be at least 300 people left in that line. Are you kidding me? You have a lot of fans, I guess. Well, I know, but do they all have to want to meet me? I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles, ma'am. Is this some kind of joke to you, then? What's your name? Greg, ma'am. Well, Greg, is this funny to you? My hand keeps cramping up, I haven't eaten a thing in over an hour, and I haven't had nearly enough water. Is that a joke to you? Uh, No, my bad. Let me see what I can do about that water. Ah, forget it. Just send in the next guest. Sure. No problem. Next! (laughs) Hi, Lucy. Hi there. You're even better in person. Nice shirt. Thanks! It says, I love Lucy more than you do, so that the other fans out there don't get it mixed up. Oh, pleasant. What's your name, Squirt? Marcy. Marcy Ann Francis. I have been waiting for this moment since the moment your pilot aired. Hope it's all it was cracked up to be. <laughs> oh my gosh, like in season three, episode five? Uh, sorry. You don't remember? It was so dramatic. Literally completed my life. You were in the midst of the biggest battle of your superhero career. None of the boys were helping you since they were all watching sports and didn't think you needed any help and they were really invested or whatever. (laughs) Boys, am I right? (laughs) So all of the cavern fangs were hot on your trail and they were closing in on you and then you, strong female lead that you are, activated your special superhero power for the first time ever and deflected all of them at once in every direction. And then when you got back, you asked if it was all it was cracked up to be. (laughs) Ah, right. Of course. How could I forget? You are hilarious. Do you know I'm your biggest fan? Just like everybody else who was in line before you? Yes, only an even bigger fan than them. I run your most followed fan account on Instagram, I co-manage the Lucy Nation Twitter account and website, and I manage the Lucy Ingrid subreddit. Also, I designed over 60% of the entries to your fan submission merchandise contest, and not surprisingly, won first, second, and 
Honorable mention. <clears throat> I was wondering if you would be willing to sign my poster. Sure. Who should I make this out to? My biggest fan, Marcy Ann Francis. You got it, sis. <gasps> How does that look? To my biggest fan, strike through loser? Get a life? Why did you write this about me? Look, I mean, what are you, 15 years old? Don't you have a boyfriend? Or friends? Or a family? Anything besides my stupid show. What did I ever do to you? Why are you being so mean to me? <laughs> you. Ha, huh, you didn't do anything. But people like you get on my nerves, you know? Just busybodies who have to manage other people's lives. Or who obsess over someone else's life before they can focus on their own. I can't stand it. And I never get it. Well... If you didn't want people to be invested in your life and your work, it seems you probably chose the wrong career. Oh, and you have it all figured out? I bet you work at, what, Walmart? KFC? What do you know about choosing a career path? Fame isn't what you think it'd be. It's not my fault. It's not my fault that it's turned me into this. It is your fault, actually. We choose how we react to situations thrust upon us. You did not have to behave as you have today, or as you will towards all those other people, but you will. I can't believe you. Do you know who I am? I do, and I believe I've made that abundantly clear. I will be on my way. Goodbye. Ugh. You know something? I heard from so many friends and saw on so many blogs and in everybody's tweets that you were a real pain to meet in person, but I doubted it. I thought to myself, no way. I'm sure she is the sweetest, most generous person with her fans. I guess I was wrong. I just wanted you to know that I believed in you at that time, and I only lost faith when, well, when I found out you were crazy about a minute ago. That's it! Come here, you little... Ah! Ah! Hey, ah! hey, hey, ah! hey! Stop! Hey, stop! Hey! Stop! Stop! Sorry, folks. Lucy needs a minute or two to recoup. I'll call the next guest in a few minutes. Send in the next guest. <clears throat> next. Hello there. Hi there. What's your name? Oh, me? My name is Greg. Well, hi, Greg. Fan of my show? No, actually. Uh, I mean, it's great. I just mean, it's for my daughter. The, the poster, I mean. The poster is for my daughter. Well, that is just so kind of you. How old is your daughter? She's 15. You're definitely a role model of hers. Thank you so much. Let me sign that for you. And what is your daughter's name? Maria, and she is your biggest fan. If you want to write that on the poster too. <laughs> of course. Oh, one more thing. Sure, what's up, Greg? I was hoping that you could possibly write Feel Better Soon on it. Oh, 
Is your daughter okay? She came down with a pretty bad cold. I was going to bring her to meet you as a surprise, but she couldn't come, so I wanted to still get her a poster signed from you. You're a good dad, Greg. Thank you, Marcy. <laughs> I'll have to let Maria know next time she's acting out. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, Greg. Thank you so much, Marcy. Really, it means a lot. She'll be very grateful for this. I'm glad. You're very down-to-earth for an overnight celebrity actress, especially at your age. <laughs> oh, barf. Just doing my job. I like this. I'm glad I get to make people happy. Do you mind if I ask a question before I get out of your hair and make my daughter very happy? Sure. Does the fame ever go to your head? Or does it frustrate you when you feel like you can't live a normal life? I mean... I'm human, so of course I get frustrated, just like anybody else. But every time I catch myself, I always remind myself of how lucky I am to have these opportunities. And I remember that I always want to react with kindness since I never know what someone might be going through. Well, thank you, Marcy, so much. I can't wait to show Maria. Bye, Greg. Have a nice night. Wasn't he so nice? That was pretty sweet of him. How many more guests do you think? A lot. Like, hundreds. All right. Send the next one in. <laughs> How many more, Marcy? Oh, boy. There are so many names left on this list. It's like it goes on forever and ever 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 Thank you. So, there are a lot of guests left. You betcha. All right. Well, why don't you send in the next guest? You got it, Greg. Come on in. Hello. Hello. What's your name? Marcy. It's Lucy. And you are? I am Marcy. Marcy. Her name is Marcy. What's she doing here? I am security detail for this evening's event, and you answer to me. You listen here, little She miss. is you are in training. She won a contest at her martial arts studio or something. I am a yellow belt in training, and I demand more respect than this, Greg. Lucy, you said? Yes. It's so nice to meet you. What brings you here? Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry? Well, I was walking past and someone asked me to step in and save their spot, but they never came back. By the time I got to the front of the line and they still weren't there, I was so mad I figured I'd take their turn for them. What's this all about, anyway? I'm an actor, and my manager thought it would be good PR for my show to do some autograph signings, so... Here I am. Hmm. Pass. I'm sorry? Not interested. I'm in the wrong place. I was really only doing this to get back at someone for being inconsiderate. I really have no use for your signature. Oh. Okay. Do you have any idea how important he is? I cannot believe you. <laughs> I'm sorry? You heard me. This is ridiculous. You wait for, what, an hour in line just to spite somebody and then you are rude to Greg? The Greg? Yep. Sorry. Bye. 
What are you doing? I'm sorry. I just couldn't let her do that. It was so rude. I'm supposed to protect you. By attacking the guests? Yes! I guess not. I'm sorry about that, ma'am. Goodbye to you both. It was nice meeting you. Shifted Perspectives was written by Stefania Schoen. It was directed by Matthew Shapiro, sound produced by Sarah Penchiff, and featured the voices of Bess Miller, Afton Welch, Trevor Laser Hayes, and Stefania's Rytopia Lab instructor was Matthew Jellison. Rebel Rebel by me, Foster Schrader. It's 1924. The Moviola, a device that allows a film editor to view a film while editing, is invented by Ivan Surrier. Jimmy Carter and George H.W. Bush are born. Henry Gerber founds the Society for Human Rights in Chicago, the first documented gay rights organization in the United States. Just read it. Jean, I told you, I have to go. Tom is waiting. You've kept him waiting plenty of times before. I don't see what's special about tonight. There's nothing special about tonight. I just don't want to keep him waiting. Right. He's proposing, isn't he? No, he... Marie? Yes, I think so. Right. That's that, then. Jean, I'm sorry. I... I have to. Do you? Yes. I need a man to look after me, and you know how controlling my mother is. I do. I just didn't know how readily you would let her control you. It's not like that. Isn't it? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. I just wish... I know. Will you read it, please, for me? All right. And? Don't you understand? Her flesh, bitter and salt to my tongue, I taste with endless kisses and taste again. Is it a love poem? Yes. Why are you showing it to me? Well, I... It was published just last year. Do you like it? It's very nice. Who did you say wrote it? I didn't. It's Elsa Gidlow. Elsa? Yes. That's a woman's name? She is a woman. She... I don't understand. She's... like us. Like us how? You know how. No, I don't. Here. I better go. Wait, Marie. Did I do something wrong? No, but I'm... I can't. What do you mean? Stop. Jean, please, just listen. I want to be married. I want to wear a beautiful white dress to my wedding, and I want my husband 
Tom to be tall and handsome in his suit. I, I want a beautiful house with staircases and big windows. I want two children with blonde hair named Charlotte and Leo. I want all of that for real. And not just because I think I should. And I... I... I don't want people to whisper about me when I pass them on the street or in the hallways. You mean like they do about me? Well, yes. I see. Now you listen. It's only fair. I want to write poetry and fly and sing. I want to travel the world and I want to be me. Don't you see? Elsa lives her life right out loud. That's what I want. And I don't give a damn if people whisper about me. Women do that, you know. There are women who never marry. There are women who dress as men. And I don't blame them. Jean. What? It's true. Men have all the power. Why shouldn't I want that? What on earth is wrong with wanting to lead a life of my own? Why should boys get it if we don't? We're, I mean, you're you're not supposed to want that. You're supposed to want to marry a good, strong, hard-working man who will take care of you. You're supposed to want to raise children. All of this is unnatural. Unnatural is an interesting word. I've never tried to feel anything for women. Oftentimes I've tried not to, but it just happens naturally. It's not how things are supposed to work. My mother told me that. When people started to whisper about me, she told me about people who feel the way I do. She said they were freaks of nature. All I heard was that there are other people like me. I didn't and I don't care how the world sees them. But they think we're monsters. They can think what they want. We know the truth. And what's that? They're the monsters. Do you really believe that? Wholeheartedly. And I swear there are other people who see it too. Well, I really do need to leave. Please don't. Make up an excuse. Say I was sick and you had to help me. I, Jean, you know I can't do this for forever. I'm not asking for forever. Just tonight. I... I suppose one night won't hurt. Thank you. Hmm. Well, I'm awfully tired. (sighs) Marie. Marie. They're the monsters, not us. We're the only real people left in the world. The only ones with hearts. It's 1974. The Rubik's Cube, a 3D combination puzzle, is invented by Ernio Rubik. Leonardo DiCaprio and Victoria Beckham are born. Kathy Kozachenko becomes the first openly gay American elected to public office when she wins a seat on the city council in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Play it already. 
Okay, but if you don't like it, you're a fry. So? It's Ace. Seriously, Kim. I know! He's... I don't even know, you know? Uh-huh. And the words just get me. Which part? All of it. Like, it's all about turning the world inside out. You've got your mother in a world. She's not sure if you're a boy or a girl. You catch my drift? Um, are you saying you want to be a dude? No! <laughs> Like, it's not about that. It's about, like, being completely different. Sticking it to the man, but not just that. You know, sticking it to everybody. On the subject of which, there's a reading on Friday. You in? I don't know. What kind of reading? Poetry of the Revolution. The Revolution? Is this your whole feminism thing again? If you mean my whole wanting equal rights thing, then yes. Come on, Kim. I don't want to go to another rally full of art and politics that I don't understand. I could explain it to you. It's not my idea of fun. It's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to make change. You're a woman! Why don't you want rights? Of course I want rights. It's just not the only thing I talk about. It's not the only thing I talk about. I know. It's just... Whatever. You want to play truth or dare? I... Yeah. Sure. Truth or dare? Mmm... Truth. Do you really like Brian? Ew. Not anymore. He's a sleaze. (laughs) What happened? Julie Fleming happened in the backseat of his Chevy. Oh, I'm sorry, Don. He is a sleaze, and she's a total airhead. I know. Whatever. Honestly, I don't even know if I ever liked him. How come? It's, well, it's complicated. Anyway, truth or dare? Truth. Do you like anybody? Dare. Come on, that's bogus. I said dare. Fine. I dare you to tell me who you like. Fake me out. All right, fine. I can't. Kim, why not? I'm your best friend. I just can't. Well, what's the first letter of his name? Um, D. Okay. David S? No. Daniel? No. Ew, not David B. Grody, no way. Good, then I don't know. Who else is there? There's, well, there's you. What? (laughs) Uh, good one. What if I wasn't joking? Are you? Oh, are you? I think so. Wow. Okay. I didn't know. Why would you? I don't know, because you're my best friend. (laughs) How long have you known that you were... I can't remember a time I didn't. Kim? Don't. (laughs) Let's pretend I didn't say that, okay? It's casual. No, wait, Kim. I want to talk about this. Well, I don't. It's my turn to ask you. Truth or dare? Kim, 
I please. Truth. Who do you like? If it's not Brian. That's what I was trying to say. You just weren't listening. Okay, so who? What would you say if I said you? Jump back. I'm serious. For real? Yeah. Oh, I... Wow. Say something. I don't know what to say. I, I never thought that you were... You know? I never thought you were either. Well, it's not like I talk about it. It gets hard knowing I'm different and not being able to tell anyone. That's kind of why I like Rebel Rebel, because if I listen to it alone in my room, it feels like like I'm not the only one. Yeah. I can't tell anyone, obviously. Nobody at school would ever talk to me again. I always look at my feet in the locker room. I don't want anyone to accuse me of looking at the other girls. <laughs> Same here! When I wore pants to spring formal, everyone looked at me. <gasps> Is that why you left early? Yeah. Uh, I... I wish we didn't have to hide. Sometimes it feels like... Like the entire world is the monster under the bed? Yeah. Well, just don't be scared, okay? It's under the bed for a reason. How many movies have you seen where the monster comes out on top? I guess. No, I mean, you're right. It's just hard to feel like I'm the only one. You're not. You're not the only one. There's me, for starters, and there are plenty of groovy people. Some of them are going to be at the reading on Friday. Ooh. Okay, nice transition. <laughs> so, come with me. With you? With you? Like a date? We don't have to call it that if, if you don't want to. Well, I want to. Okay. Then... Yeah, like a date. And it's Aaron and she talks. dollars was It's tomorrow. What makes it onto the list is up to you. No, I get it. I just think representation is important, too, you know? Sure, but I'm tired of it being the same fucking story all the time. It's like it's some gay kid, usually a cis white guy, but whatever, and they're scared to come out, but then when they finally do, they're accepted. And half the time, they're not even played by a gay actor, but that's a whole other thing. And it's just not satisfying, I guess. I want to see a movie about a gay kid that isn't a gay movie. I want, like, an action movie with a male lead who happens to have a husband. And I don't want it to be talked about. I just want it to be accepted as a plot point. Like, how can queerness be normalized if we're still not treating it like it's normal? Huh. I guess I haven't really thought about it. I just like to love Simon, that's all. No, I did too. That's not the point. Well, what's the point? The point, Olivia, is that I just want queer characters that are f 
fucking three-dimensional, not just gay with a capital G and no other personality traits. And I want people to realize that. Okay, I do. What? I do realize that. Oh, well, good. I Sorry, I, I got fired up. <laughs> it's okay. You're cute when you're righteous. Thanks. So are you. I mean, in general, not just when you're righteous. Oh, darling, that's terribly kind of you. Yeah, all right. What was that, dear? Probably the old dear trumpet. I I could have sworn you'd gone all American for a moment there. Perish the thought. (laughs) Would you care for a spot of tea? Oh, my dear, that'd just be divine. Would you care for a spot of tea? Oh, are you are you having trouble hearing too? I, I said, oh my dear, that'd just be divine. Would you care for a spot of tea? Huh? What are you doing? Sorry, that's the only thing I know how to say in a British accent. <laughs> oh, stop it! No, Betty, stop tickling me! Oh, no. Sorry, I can't hear you. Probably that ear trumpet. Please! But only because you asked nicely. (laughs) Also, consent is key. Bentley? Yeah? Do you ever feel, like, guilty about how good we have it? What do you mean? I don't know. No, I do. I mean, like, if I was born a hundred years ago and I liked a girl, it would be like the entire world was working against me. Even 50, I would still... It would be so much harder than it is for us. But I wasn't. I was born 16 years ago, and I'm accepted by my family, and they love me, and I'm, I'm not saying it's perfect. You were just talking about that. It could be a hell of a lot better, but people born 100 or 50 years ago would be ecstatic to be sitting where I'm sitting. Shit, people born 30 years ago would too, and there are still so many people who have it worse off than me. And here I am, sitting here with my girlfriend, laughing so hard that my ribs hurt. How is that fair? You can't do that. You can't beat yourself up about when you were born, Liv. It's not fair to you. No, I... I know. Hey, it's like you said. All those people you're talking about would be ecstatic to be sitting here. And it's true. Part of that would be because they'd be treated better. But I'd like to think that they'd also just be happy to see how much better it's gotten. Yeah? The legacy they left... Look, I, well, I'm pretty out, you know? No kidding. (laughs) Ha. Anyway, all the stuff I do, you know, with the GSA and everything, the volunteer work, whatever, I don't just do it to make things better for me. I do it for my kids and their kids and their kids. And, you know, on and on and on. I'm not naive, Liv. I want a gay president and a trans vice president and a cabinet that's just as racially diverse as our country. But I know that the likelihood is that that won't happen in our lifetimes. Doesn't mean I'm not still going to try and make it happen someday. We've got a battle to fight, you know, just like everybody. We've got like monsters to kill. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to stop fighting, even when I'm 80. And I know it won't really matter to me what happens next. And all of those people you're talking about, I mean, I don't know them. But I'm sure they're where they were, fighting too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, 
basically your gay predecessors are, you know, smiling down at you or whatever. Now, can I show you a video involving dogs? Because I swear it is the cutest thing that has ever happened. Fine. Yes. My computer's in my bedroom. I'll follow you. Okay. But hurry. And seriously, don't beat yourself up about this shit. I'll try. Good. Because I beat up the people who beat up the people I love. And I don't want to have to beat you up. You're so romantic. I know. Whenever you're ready, I'll be waiting. Uh, I don't really know how this works, or if you can hear me, or if you're even there. But if you are, thank you for fighting for me. I don't think I'd be here without you. Rebel Rebel was written by Foster Schrader. It was directed by Madeline Taylor, sound produced by Sarah Penchiff, and featured the voices of Jordan Randolph and Joy Danza. Foster's Ritopia Lab instructor was Celine. The opening and interstitial music for this podcast was composed and performed by Malcolm Knowles. The music you are hearing right now was composed and performed by Ilan Isakoff. The head of our external competition is Madeline Taylor. The co-curator of our festival is Matthew Jellison. Our casting director is Oria Tomeski. Our sound designer is Robert A.K. Gagne. Our line producer is Dara Swisher. And our artistic director is me, Dan Katroser. Thank you to Rebecca Wallace-Segal, Executive Director, and Jeremy Wallace-Segal, Chief Operations Officer of Ritopia Lab, as the work of Ritopia Lab is more vital than ever. And special thanks to Barry Waldorf, Tracy Rogers, and the Mellon Foundation, and Jamie Wolfe and the Rosenthal Family Foundation, and Ritopia Lab's board members, Kim Hartman and David Sherman, for their ongoing generosity to the Ritopia Lab Worldwide Plays Festival. Please check out our website at www.ritopialab.org and ritopialab.org slash donate to donate now. All right, everybody. As I say, the great work begins. <laughs>